Greetings and welcome to Bombadil's Porch. I'm Caleb Claus, together with Chris Martin and Surprise. Ben Daly. Because Nate's not here. Nate's, Nate's not, not here. here. We are three Christian dads. Uh, well, yes, Ben. One, one, one now. <laughs> Christian dad or Christian dads on, on the way, on the way to be Christian dads. Yes. Since Ben and Kelly are are working toward adoption. And so, yes. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Praise God for that. Any it's new fun. updates? Uh, not right now. Well, okay. I guess we've completed our book. Yes. <laughs> so nice. That's good. We're hopefully by next week. Next week would be wonderful if we could be in the waiting pool. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Man, finish line right there. I, yep. I'm hoping. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yahoo. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So we are talking about stuff. Lots going on in the world today, uh, of course. Uh, probably a million things we could talk about, although most things are focused. Uh, if you look at the news, I think almost all front pages of websites anyway, I don't know of actual newspapers, but are talking about- St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day coming up, oh, which wait. happens to be my birthday. So hey. you know, it's one good thing and came out of St. Patrick's Day. too. Mas- not on St. Patrick's Day, though. That's true. That's but before that's, that. that's, before. that's the headlines. <laughs> that's right. I'll be able to celebrate my birthday- Indoors without a mask, unlike is, you would have otherwise. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Uh, fair, fair enough. Uh, but uh, St. Patrick's Day aside, obviously a lot of things yep. going on in the world, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, around Ukraine and uh, Russia and the war that uh, that uh, Russia is carrying out against their people, according to Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, massacring their own people. Uh, it's pretty sad, um, but anyway, I don't know if that's where we're starting. I kind of forget the talking points, so pass it off to Chris. Right now for, uh, for so, here's an interesting question uh, for you, Caleb, especially as a as a father, and then Ben as well. Um, you work with youth, and you've been even helping out with our local school district. And um, I remember vividly as a young young boy. When we went into Iraq the first time, mm. and I remember um, standing in our family room, as I recall, it was kind of near the door to our playroom, and we have a little brick wall there, and looking at this TV screen and seeing uh, pictures of these missiles arcing through the air in, in the middle of the night, mm. uh, and then tracer fire and things like that. And my parents explaining to me that uh, war has begun, mm. and that was just a new, a new category for me, and I'd our countries at war. I just did mm. uh, just all the thoughts that went through my mind and then how they had explained to me what was going on and why. And, um, and then connecting that to a Christian worldview and, and who's in charge of the affairs of nations and how we can pray and those sorts of things. And it, it struck me then uh, just recently as we watched this war break out there uh, in, in the Ukraine, uh, especially my older children, they're they're just they're cognizant of the concept of war in a way that uh, they wouldn't have been when they're littler. And um, my daughter and my son asking me these questions about about war and what's going on and why and what does that mean and could that happen here mm. and those sorts of things. Um, what are some of the unique discipleship opportunities that you think before we even just get into what's happening over there? Maybe some sure. of our thoughts on that. What are some of the unique discipleship opportunities for believers? What are ways for us to express our Christian faith? Um, in, in ways that are unique because of of that conflict when when there is war in the world, mm. and that whether it's parenting or in other ways, sure. 
Yeah, I mean that's uh, that it's something unique for for us in the sense that you know obviously I mean, all of us are young enough that we didn't have kids to to walk through a lot of other uh, you know other conflicts or wars, and so um, I think kind of trying to even kind of figure that out now as we're sure. as we're going through it. You know, uh, I know we've had some good conversations uh, just around the the breakfast table. Um, I, you know, one thing that that really um, kind of came out of it just. That that uh, that appreciation for the fact that whatever things we may be going through, they kind of pale in comparison to what mm. some people are going through uh, mm. over in over in Ukraine, and so kind of putting things back into perspective, you know, like <laughs> yeah, oh my friend, my friend said something mean to, to me or something, you know, at that uh, school or whatever, you know, those kinds mm. of kind of things where it's like, well, yeah, that's not good, and so we want to does anybody you know, hit your school with a yeah, missile? But uh, <laughs> oh, that's but, you know, also good. Yeah. But some people are running for borders uh, without right. their without their fathers or older right. brothers, um, and knowing that you know they likely will never see them again. I mean, I hope, I'm sure they're holding on to hope that they will. Um, right. And and but even in that if part they, of the world yeah. too, they uh, they're not super rose colored glasses type folk. No, they're not. Right. They're not. And and I think you know we we don't even now. I mean, the chance time could come, and and there are it's a possibility, obviously, where we could have to deal with. Some of those kind of things, but being part of a a larger country, one of the the largest you know um, you know powers of military powers in, in the world, still you know one of the not anymore not not the largest or anything necessarily, but uh, but you know I mean the chances of us in the same kind of a conflict, I mean it would just be far different, right? I mean we just don't live in that kind of a environment even like our cities are built differently, the targets are are further away from. Uh, centers of you know population population yeah. centers uh, things like that so as far as we know well yeah yeah it, well, that's, that's, yeah. yeah population centers may be the targets i understand that but yeah why but, is the roof of the dollar center opening up <laughs> secret missile silo yeah well, I guess, <laughs> you never know you never, never know, know. Never know. <laughs> that is that is true but uh i guess yeah that's that has provided some good opportunities for us to have good conversations and, and hopefully more as as we as we kind of Continue to process this. So, what would be your short list for maybe both of you guys? If you're, if a Christian, you know, a young person, or just somebody new in the faith comes up and says, "War's broken out," you know, chaos, destruction, death, evil—these things are all on the loose. Uh, what What's your short list of? Here's the biblical principles we run to immediately so that we can uh, think about these things rightly. That's a good one. I'm I'm trying to think of even back when 9-11 happened as a little kid. Um, and what did my parents share? You know, because at, at the time that was, I mean, mm -hmm. that, what was happening was, yeah, we're going to go basically take vengeance on what. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to destroy my desk over here. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> continue. 9-11. Yeah. Your parents. Um but at the how time, old, how old are you? <laughs> well, true, I was in the fourth grade. So how old are fourth graders? I don't even know. How fourth grade. Nice. Fourth okay. Grade. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Like 10? Is that 10? 10, 11? <laughs> so that, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I started as fourth grade. That's all I remember. Yeah, I remember actually nine or 10. Yeah. Nice. Um, but at, at the time the culture was like, yeah, let's go to war. We want vengeance. Right. Like, right. We want to take was a them. pretty strong impulse. Like, yeah. Like they attacked us. We want to attack them. And as a believer, I think there's something to be said about righteous anger. Um, and when, but when do you use that? And is it because someone, someone struck you? So you strike them back. And, 
Um, mm. But at the same time, we also, so that, that was kind of what we wrestled with uh, initially with 9-11, but with Ukraine, I know for my, at least for me, my first instincts, like, well, that's not right. What Russia's doing. So let's go defend. But I guess how, or, but there's, a, but there's bigger, but there's bigger things at stake than just defending. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously from um, a country standpoint, but you know, you, you kind of just feel helpless. So I guess uh, with all those conversations at the end the, the very first thing you have to go th- back to is just God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the mm-hmm. very first thing you want to talk about is like, God is still in control. This doesn't surprise him. Mm-hmm. And um, there's prayer is a very powerful tool. Um, and, and so let's talk about God's sovereignty. Let's talk about prayer. How can we pray? Um, and then, yeah, are there any practical steps? So I don't know if that answers the question, but I guess those would be my my three would remember God's sovereignty, go to go, go on your knees and pray. And, and then, uh, and then finally, is there a practical step as believers that we can do? Is there a way that we can either send funds through missionary partners? Um, is there ways that we can, um, send supplies, um, that would get to churches that are helping refugees? Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if that answers the yeah, question as far no, as short lists. That's good. But. Well, that, that's your short list. <laughs> that's right. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious to hear what you have to oh, say. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I got to pull a date. That's a date. That's a date. They move. Yeah, that's a good question, Chris. How would you answer that? Third down and long punt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were looking at me like you were looking uh, for buyers. Yeah, I was. What would you add? Oh, that's what I asked you. Oh, <laughs> Father. What would you, what would you add? No, I, I liked how Ben started with the sovereignty of God. I think, you know, mm. anytime there's a Christian question about anything, we have to run back to there. And it might sound cliche, but you can't skip that step, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you cannot understand this world without beginning with, okay, the creatures are in an uproar. Let's start mm-hmm. with the creator. <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. the one variable in this whole mess that is predictable and is determinative. Like it's, this is going to work out the way he decided. So I think that's really important. I think it's also important as Christians for us to define what's happening mm-hmm. uh, in biblical terms. And oddly, one of the clearest voices I've seen doing that was a, a commentator on MSNBC, MSNBC <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the night that they first went in, uh, who who was uh, chiding some of the broader culture by saying we, we cannot understand this correctly until we've recaptured good and evil as categories of conversation. Because what we have right now is an evil person doing an evil thing. Mm. And I do think we need to have that kind of moral clarity. Are, are there ambiguities? Yes. In the sense that you have evil people from an evil nation invading other evil people from another evil, evil nation, right? We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody invades America someday. They will be sinners invading sinners. Right? That's just, that's just <laughs> we're, we're God's country. <laughs> so that that's the nature of the world. However, um, that does not mean that every action is morally equal. Um, mm. That uh, you cannot see a situation where there is a person who is righteous and a person who is unrighteous in this particular exchange or, or, or happening. Uh, and what Putin has done in, in invading the Ukraine, he has lots of reasons and some of them on the right day may even sound somewhat sane, Mm -hmm. but at the, at the end of the day, one sovereign nation has in a, in a bloody exchange of violence invaded another Mm -hmm. sovereign nation without Mm -hmm. any biblically justifiable cause. And that is evil. That's wrong. That's a gross abuse of governmental power. 
Mm-hmm. And so that, that needs to be condemned in moral terms. So we, you know, if you run to a God who's in charge, okay, so the universe is okay, <laughs> right? The universe is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the historical timeline of God's will unfolding has not been disrupted by this. Uh, but what we are seeing here is an evil thing. Okay, so then what do we do? Well, then we can we can pray along the lines of what God's will would mm-hmm. be. And we know that we don't know if God's will is for Ukraine to remain an independent country uh, when it comes to the unfolding of history. Mm-hmm. We do know that it is evil to attack the sovereignty of the Ukraine in this way. But mm-hmm. God may have decreed for Ukraine to become part of Russia for a while. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Uh, we can pray that that wouldn't be the case. Um, but we know for sure that God desires to be glorified in the midst of this. We mm-hmm. know for sure that situations like this are bringing about the suffering of his people and others, and that we've been commanded to pray for those who are suffering as though we were suffering with them. Uh, we we know that this will be used for the sanctification of believers, mm-hmm. that every trial is for their joy as it produces endurance to produce perfection. And so there are, there are specific things we can go to scripture and say, okay, what do we know God is for sure doing in the midst of a situation like this? And let's pray towards those ends mm-hmm. um, and, and not just, oh, please make it stop. Right. And mm-hmm. that I think is an important part of the prayer, right? <laughs> Lord, mm-hmm. would you uh, vindicate the righteous, destroy the wicked and bring the suffering to an end? That is an abs- you know, mm-hmm. That's a good prayer, but it's not just make it all stop, but it's. God, do do in your people in particular, and then in an act of grace towards your enemies, mm-hmm. uh, would you do what has been in your purposes for bringing this about? Uh, so that that's good. Then then yes, I, I, you mentioned the, the practical things. Um, you know, we're in touch with a number of our missionaries mm-hmm. that are in the larger region as yeah. a church, and there will be, I think, a lot of opportunities further down the line. Uh, there's limited things that we can do sometimes right now. Mm-hmm for the Ukrainian people directly um, yeah. just because of the nature of, of modern war um, yeah. resources don't get where you want them to go very well. <laughs> yeah, right. if, At least not if, the resources we're offering. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If you, if you know, um, you know, Romanian or, uh, or, or Polish or Slovak and, uh, and can, can easily get into those countries right. and go to the border to help, you can, you can be helpful. Yes. If you don't know, if you only know English, there's, there's a likely that you're not going to be as much help as you think you're going to be. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand the word duck in several Slavic languages. Yeah. Or, or if you, if you speak uh, Russian or, or yeah, I don't know what exactly they speak in, in Ukraine. Is it Ukrainian or do they have a... They do have their own Ukrainian okay, language. Okay, so yep. Ukrainian. They, I mean, pretty much everybody over there understands Russian yes. at the least. But Yeah. And a lot of those Slavic languages are very, very similar to one another in the, in the sense that, you know, they can kind of understand. But yeah. anyway, I mean, yeah, we've got, we've got global outreach partners, uh, you know, um, in Slovakia, mm-hmm. in, in Poland, in Romania. Right. Um, and, and many of them have mobilized to help. Now we've got partners that are able to get into some of those countries who have mobilized to help. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they are doing that. Um, you know, one, one thing we, we can do, uh, you know, aside from pray is, um, there we can give resources if if God right. has blessed you with means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a couple of of places that you can give where there are national partners on the ground that will receive those funds and and can use them for good on the ground. Where where you know where we know that those organizations actually those funds get there. And so if are people, those places that can be made public, 
Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, they're they're then they're we'll, just we'll they're Ukrainian them. funds. Okay, we'll try to attach them to the description mm-hmm. of this this podcast. Then. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. organizations that we know. Yeah, that we we know that the money gets to where it's supposed to go. Yeah, um, and and there's not huge, you know, fees attached, and they're not supporting a bunch of other people and yeah. other things like that with the money. So nine headquarters around the U.S. And, you know. <laughs> and, and the people on the ground are, are actually doing things. There's there's one right now. They're in, in Romania. They're trying to get. Um, you know, people from the border to Spain. They're driving them in buses to Spain, the ones that I don't know mm. if they're intending to go to Spain or if Spain has just said, we'll take people. Um, in Poland, they're helping people kind of get from the close to the border further in, but they're giving them a place to stay, giving them supplies, giving them things and helping them to get in. Uh, we've got a partner that, that's further yeah. west in Poland that is like, man, are, they can transform their church, uh, area where they meet into a place where they can host up to four families. It's not a huge, place but and their and their small little church plant um mm-hmm. is 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 ready and and able and willing to uh to host up to four families you know for i don't know if it's an indefinite period but for for a period of time to help you know so right so we have people um you know that are in these places and uh, and then these organizations aside from the the partners that we have that are doing things have p- people in uh, some still in Ukraine uh, some you know in bordering countries so they're 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 definitely um a, a way to practically get get resources in there. I know it's easy just to go on and want to give money to whomever, mm-hmm. but you don't always know what's going on with those organizations. So anyway, right. yeah, yeah, we can share those. Yeah, absolutely. Those, yeah, those practical ways of jumping in are are helpful. And, and the massive humanitarian crisis that's coming out of this, I think I saw they were a couple of days ago, there was like 368,000 or something refugees. And today I think they crossed a million, mm. if, I, if I saw mm. the headline correctly. And so there's a num- a tremendous number of displaced people and and all the um all the resources that will be need, needed to care for those people in the in the weeks and months yeah. and who knows maybe years ahead it's it's a long long slog ahead if you're here in the Spokane area, I don't know. Was it just only today? I don't. I know that uh, Cedar Coffee, I think it's called, up on uh, North Monroe. Yes, um, mm. that's Ukrainian owned, and I know they're doing. They're 100%, doing. I think. Yeah, they're doing mm. a lot of their profits. I don't know if it's for a week or a month or a day mm. or what it is, but you know, definitely supporting them. They're they are they're supporting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we have uh, quite a few. Yeah, U- Ukrainians here in yeah. our in our area. So yeah, maybe a couple other things to throw onto the pile is learn how to read these things, you know, biblically and follow mm-hmm. them. God's doing a lot of things and noticing, mm-hmm. noticing plot lines that God's working through this are good. Uh, one of the things we want to avoid doing is um, reading into this sort of thing, the kind of fallen thinking that blames ethnicities for acts of evil. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, in our city, I know many cities, there are large ethnic Russian populations, yeah. Belarusian populations, Ukrainian mm-hmm. populations, Tensions are going to be high between a lot of those people groups right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's been a lot of a lot of work to try to put economic pressure on on Russia, right? As a mm-hmm. as a civil government, as a nation, uh, that doesn't mean that our job is to go make the lives of all the Russian people we know and our that are our neighbors miserable. <laughs> right? That's, no, that's, right. That's they, not... they are our neighbors. We we need to love the people God has put around us. Um, no matter where they're from or who, or who they are, that that's a that's an imperative for us. Even while it is appropriate to put pressure on a government that's sinning uh, in this kind of a way, so I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, I've also really appreciated. Uh, it's it's amazing how this has swept so many things that 
are just ridiculous and don't matter off of the front pages. Mm. And it has put some realities back in front of people that, um, you know, it, reality pushes back at a time like this. You just don't have time <laughs> to right. be mm-hmm. silly. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's always dangerous to lionize people that are fallen um, because we're all sinners. But there have been some really, really neat displays of of sacrificial masculinity that I think we've seen coming out of out of the Ukraine mm-hmm. in recent days. And I think that there are some good lessons, mm-hmm. especially for Christian men um, and pointing our sons, for those of us that have sons, to say, this is what uh, this is a good impulse is that when danger comes to your door and almost certain doom, mm. you say, well, that's my job, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And okay, uh, and I will lay down my life for uh, for those that God has put under my protection. Um, a, a mantra that I, I think will, will be remembered long after this conflict that was just fantastic was, uh, was Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine. Uh, re- reports had it that basically an entire small private army has been hired of about 400 assassins that have been, that are in, in Kiev, uh, mm-hmm. that are trying to find him and his family and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, the Biden administration is against this is what's being reported. <laughs> None of us, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah, there's, <laughs> but, there's a lot we don't know. Uh, the understanding was that the Biden administration reached out and um, had contacted him and said, we'll give you a ride to safety mm. to get out of there. And and his response was, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a great, great line. I mean, just very memorable. memorable. Mm. But I, I also think it, it underscores um, a principle that, that is wise to heed. I think, uh, especially in the West, very often when we encounter hardship, our first thought is who's going to give me a ride out of here? Like Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody get me out of this. This is a mess. It's hard. Mm. It maybe seems doomed. Um, I want out. Yeah. And, uh, that is not the appropriate response of a, of a Christian man, um, or of a man in general. Uh, there are times when we need to recognize it is to this that I have been called. Mm. Like this is the reason God makes men in some cases is to face hardships. And when that season comes, the best way we can help and encourage each other and the best way we can approach those situations is just by saying a ride out is not an option. Somebody, can you get me some ammunition, right? Can you give me the resources I need to persevere as long as I can in the midst of this trial? Uh, and and I think that would be helpful even in the in the Christian community when we see yeah. brothers going through trials. I'll, I'll pray that 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 trial goes away. Right. Um, well, what if that's not God's will? Mm. Um, what what is the ammunition that that brother might mm-hmm. need that mm. that they can be encouraged to persevere through their mm. trial? Yeah. Yeah. Back to your uh, just kind of to speak briefly again to your point that you know. That we need to be cautious about how we treat, you know, our neighbors and, uh, yeah. and, and be careful that we don't think this is an ethnic thing. You know, we, when I, I remember when we were in Trieste, uh, Trieste is an interesting city. I mean, it's, it's in Italy, but it's got a lot of history, but, uh, a lot of different cultures, um, kind of converging there. But, uh, we met a, a Serbian couple, actually a friend of ours had met them years earlier and we, we kind of got a friendship through him. He was no longer in Trieste, but anyway, um, and so we were, 
spending time with them uh, from Serbs from from Serbia, of course, and they had been, you know, in in Serbia during uh, when it was Yugoslavia, and it was you know during the during the um, the bombings in in 1999 um, when we were when Milosevic was basically um, labeled as a war criminal, and we and we bom- NATO bombed. I don't know. That we did. I'm not sure what all. <laughs> I wasn't paying Some, as much attention to it. Something went boom. Yes, lots of things went boom. Um, but you know, but their but their thing was like we didn't like the guy either. Like we didn't think what he was doing was right. And we have to remember that there are, there are a lot of Russians that do not agree uh, with what is happening in Ukraine, right. mm-hmm. and many of them are likely here in the United States. Uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're not there for a mm-hmm. reason, and so we need to be cautious that we that we love our yeah love our Ukrainian brothers and sisters for sure, asking them how we can pray for them, but also for our, our Russian yeah. brothers and sisters, and and a lot of them are face going to be facing they have, have family that are going to be facing just terrible economic. Uh, um, devastation, um, <laughs> yes. not based on their actions or their desires to have people in, you know, we, we all have, I mean, some of us have governors and, and, uh, and people in office that make decisions for us or try to on a daily basis, but decisions that affect us anyway, that, uh, that we don't agree with. Right. And we may not vote for them and we may, you know, but guess what? The majority has voted them in and we don't have uh, necessarily agree, but they make decisions and similar things are happening here. Yep. Um, to a much obviously more devastating extent, but we just need to be, be mindful of that. Absolutely. Yep. Because that would be evil to add the sin of discrimination or partiality on top of other sins that are taking place in the world. Amen. We don't want to fall into that trap. Yeah. So a lot, I think a lot to be learned uh, in the days ahead. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the pluckiness of the Ukrainian people, their their dogged defense of their their land, where the, the place is place that they love so dearly uh, has been, I think, an inspiration to the West. It's interesting to see th- the unification that has happened around some of these themes. I don't know if the West still has the attention span to let that turn into the character that it should, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think Putin is hoping and, and banking on it not, uh, but it has united a lot of, a lot of nations that were feeling strained in recent times around a, a universal sense that this is wrong. Mm. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the future. Um, like you mentioned, Russia's under a tremendous amount of pressure. Mm. I think there's more things that could be effective there. Yes. Like if we stopped buying hundreds of thousands of barrels of their oil every day. What? But we have <laughs> sanctions in place. Ah, um, We're not still buying oil, yeah. are we? Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, so anyway, uh, there we'll see what, <laughs> what happens in the days ahead. Uh, for For those of us on American soil, it is good, I think, to sometimes stop and think, what would uh, what would be my responsibility before God if if conflict came here? Uh, when is it time to flee? When is it time to fight? Uh, what mm. is worth protecting with my life? What is worth giving up and saying that doesn't matter? Uh, and those are all questions that are good to think about ahead of time before the need of the moment arises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything else on the on the Ukrainian front for now? Um. No, there's a lot that could be said. Yeah, there is. I also want to be cautious. <laughs> I, I, I make it over, overly passionate. And, Uh-oh. No, we, we, we don't want that. Yeah, well, you never no, know. No, I do want to see that. Oh, no. You don't want to. <laughs> no. Let's play a word association game. I'll say a word and you tell me the first yeah. thing that pops No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's complicated and, you know. Mm. There's that sense it of is. justice where, you know, you just, you see something wrong and you want it righted mm. no matter what the cost. But sometimes 
the writing of it would not be right either. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anyway, remember that. Yeah, oh, such, wisdom. <laughs> such wisdom, such uh, wisdom, trying <laughs> hold my tongue a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There, there is a reason when Christ comes back, he will rule with a rod of iron, mm. right? Uh, stray nations will not be allowed to run amok. Uh, they will be brought immediately back into submission. And until Christ comes and does that, then every every piece will be tenuous and temporary. Uh, yeah, it's a sad sad indictment of fallen human nature. Mm. So yeah, well, should we turn from that uh, you know trivial topic to the things that really matter, like uh, building a new computer for Caleb? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's something I'm thinking about doing, and was asking about. Because I was thinking about it, but now, why, sure do you I, want, why do you want to build your own computer? Because I miss building computers. That's mm. part of it. And part of it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have a justifiable reason. So, so we're, we're beginning, we're beginning to work on our, on our justifying. <laughs> I mean, so, so typically as, as you know, you build a computer for a reason, like a gaming machine or whatever. I, I'm largely a Mac guy now. Um, I think the last computer I built was probably in, 2006, maybe? Let's see, 2000 and hmm. maybe. 2004, Ancient history. Yeah, actually, probably. Now, when you say you're a Mac guy, do you mean you're a guy who mostly uses Macs now, or do you mean you're a Mac guy now? Um, Well, I am... Because that's not the same thing. Well, yeah, I'm not like you, where you, you kind of have to use Mac, because... We said you have to use Mac. <laughs> so, <laughs> the church will buy you any computer you like that's a Mac. Exactly. It's the Henry Ford approach. You can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> oh, come on. You could choose. I think it's, uh, isn't that the space gray or the... Uh, that's true. Yeah, I did I did have two, two color options. <laughs> I am actually very, very thankful for this machine. Yeah, no. And, and they're great. I, you know, I think when we, uh, when we went to, to Italy, I took along with me a computer uh, I built, I think... Yeah, I think I took one mm-hmm. that I built. Um, and then I uh, I sold a couple of the ones that I'd built just before that. And I'd really gotten into building kind of these small form factor, the shuttles, but as powerful yeah. as you could and trying to really get them to be, you know, to be really powerful. The kind that Sully would melt their way through the desk. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's why they usually make bigger cases. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah and so we, yeah, I mean, we... I, there was a, a Dremel and a lot of mm-hmm. templates and a lot of extra nice. vents put in different places and sometimes holes cut out of some of these small form factors so that the heat sink could fit, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So not everything was fitting in that small, small form factor. But did you use tweezers? Uh, did not use tweezers. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I probably did use tweezers for some things. Definitely, definitely not for, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a joke. <laughs> that is watch, an inside watch joke. a video. Um, yeah. Anyway, where was I going with all that? Uh, so I bought I bought uh, yeah. we took two HP computers with us, uh, two new laptops and a, and a desktop. No, two desktops. Wow. And uh, there were, many were mini desktops at well, that point. So we had two laptops for us and a desktop, and then we had one for the the church we were going to uh, to help uh, pl- that was being planted, and um, and that one lasted probably the longest. But in the in the first like three years, they all died, oh, wow. and I'm like these and they were basically new when we went <laughs> to the field, like like maybe six months old. Like they weren't like, and they, anyway, mm-hmm. it was just extremely frustrating. And so I decided to buy a Mac. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say this about Mac: 
pretty user friendly. Uh huh. You can kind of do what you need to do. Uh huh. And they work. Yeah. And they last six or seven years, and sometimes still run. Things start to break. Magic. But it was a lot better experience than I had with my HPs. And there you so go. I, because of a lack of time and energy to put into maintaining my technology, <laughs> Apple became my te- technology of choice. And so, so, so why would you consider turning back now? Well, you can't do everything you want to on a Mac. What, what, what in particular? Well, some video games. That's true. But I'm trying not to play a lot of video games. I, I actually so it's have, like a re- the regulating principle. Well, I really don't play video games. So then that brings me back to why would I build a computer? And so yeah. you're talking me out of it. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but were I to build a computer, uh, you know, my, what happened is my son built a computer uh-huh. and then my oldest. All the nostalgia kicked in. Oh, I know. And then my, my, my daughter and my son will both want to build computers. And of course, they want to build cool gaming oh, yeah? machines. And I'm watching and I'm going, oh, man, Wait, yeah. is Mickey a gamer? Or is this Lizzie? Uh, well, no, it's Mickey, but yeah, I think she's... What's I think name? she thinks herself a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. She probably no. wants to build a gaming computer to play. What's the game everybody was playing for a little while? Uh, oh, uh, Among Us? Among Us. That was like the, the, middle, of the, the middle of the pandemic. The, the game that you I don't... I haven't heard much about it since. The game but, that you don't need a gaming computer probably to play anyway. But. Just like all of a sudden, everybody in the group is like, that's totally sus. And I'm yeah, like, that is sus. What? What? Sus uh, is not a thing what, anymore. What I said sus the other day, and I was told sus is vicious. No, sus is is so old. Only old oh. people use sus anymore. Yeah, but that for like for a little while, yeah. everything just yes. like one week, they all decided this is the week that we all start saying this all the time. See, that's just fun. Like, okay, hold on, pastor. hold on. What's going on? You get to hear all the cool things before yep. the rest of us. I just so what was the new one I just out, heard? But, Sorry, well, go ahead. I'm just saying, I finally figured out what Tide Pods were all about, and then all you know they're all talking about this sus stuff. Yeah, everything's sus. But sus is now. Yeah, I said sus the other day like that. That's when nobody uses sus. Which is the, that is the perfect time to start using it. I know. That uh, is especially. That is the trick. The yes. annoying dad. I make a sus. note and I'm like, okay, I, I have to wait until I stop hearing this. And then I start using it all the time. <laughs> what was the and new one their eyes me? start rolling out of their heads. <laughs> what was like the YOLO. <laughs> fits. Fits now. Fits? They're saying that's a quarterback. Fit. No, they're saying fits instead of outfits. Mm. Like I've got uh you gotta get some new fits. Gotcha. Oh they fits? What are you talking about? What? You mean an outfit? Yeah, you gotta get a new fit. Yeah, okay. What? That's anyway. just shortening no, see, the yeah. thing is that those kids don't know, but they're just shortening a quarterback's name. I don't know. One of them works it up, yeah. <laughs> Fitzpatrick. <laughs> fits. Uh, like, that's it either fits or doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> But were I to build a computer here, give, yeah. me, give me and my, you know, my, my, uh, progeny. Yes. My children, Dude. some advice. Oh. On what, what currently would you recommend? AMD, Intel, and I know you're not like maybe building one right now. I know you built one not long ago, but, uh, mm-hmm. what do you think? I've been pretty happy with the system that, that I built and it was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed the process. Uh, I went with AMD. I've heard good things about the brand new Intel processors, but I haven't studied the like price per oh, performance sorry. deal. Brand new. I got you. I thought you said the brand new Intel. And I was no, like, no, no, no. Sorry. New Intel? <laughs> Who is this? No, no the, the most recent generation of the Intel processors I've heard have made up some lost ground. Do you know who was at the, um, the, it's changing the subject a little bit, yeah. but uh, was it the president of Intel was at the, uh, he was actually, 
um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, what the State of the Union address. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, there was something that was said about him and he stood. I, okay. He's building so something in America. with AMD. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if he was applauded at the State of the Union address. Yep. See, uh, when I was building my my machine, the, the number one use case I wanted was something that could... Um, render video uh, uh, yes. to, en- to encode it, to decode it, uh, to, to do as many layers of real-time effects as I could. And <laughs> yes, naturally. <laughs> but because you're going to make a bunch of cool life group videos. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. There's hey. a lot of learning curve. Um, I'm doing VBS this year, so probably not. <laughs> so for me, the, the performance per core on the okay. computer was secondary to the number of cores that could perform. Gotcha. Uh, because that that's where you, you see the biggest gains in that workflow is how many different things can it do at the same time. Uh, Intel's often done well with the gaming crowd because most games are not optimized for very many cores. Mm. And so the performance per core is paramount. And so that's, that's where gotcha. Intel's been pretty dominant. Um, but yeah, at least for a, for a while, AMD was sort of the sweet spot for the performance on the CPU and then uh, N- Nvidia was uh, pretty tough to beat on the the graphics front. The you could get the cheaper and you could get the cheaper AMD you know um, graphics cards, but they just weren't playing in the same league. And then again, for my use case, uh, almost all nonlinear video nonlinear video editors uh, are optimized for Nvidia graphics cards, and the drivers support a lot mm. a lot fancier stuff. Um, and so, yeah, the NVIDIA or the AMD cards end up being kind of one hand tied behind their back by comparison. Mm. So that, that was good. Um, so did the, have the 40, four, you know, the 4,000 series NVIDIA cards dropped yet? That's a, they just been announced. It, it's just so you know, that's a question for you, our listener. Yes. Since the rest of us have no idea what he's talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. Never mind. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Unless you know Ben. I, I, nope. There's crickets, crickets on your, so, uh, on your end. So please let us yeah. know if they've dropped. So <laughs> yeah. I I think the, tw- you know, the, they, NVIDIA always has like their, their 1000 series, 2000 series. You know, every year they kind of roll out new series. And then you have the something, something 80, um, which is usually kind of their main flagship and then they have the 70, which is a step down, and then the 60 and, and 50, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the, the 70s seem to be kind of the this, this sweet spot for performance and price. Okay. But uh, that's what we did. Um, so there, that's way more nerdiness than I think our, our listeners probably care about. Um, probably. But the, but the most important thing you can do on a computer is to get as many R- RGB LED components as you can. Because the more your computer glows like a rainbow... The faster it performs, ah, that's what see, those were everybody not, knows. This those somebody. were not options when I was <laughs> building PCs. If you wanted LED rainbows, you were putting them in yourself. Yeah, we've come a long yeah, way. We have come a long, we've come way. a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah at least fifteen twenty percent performance boost just by turning those LEDs on. Yeah, I'm sure easily. I wonder how much it actually drains <laughs> to have those. I know those yep. cool, but. Anyway. There's something really satisfying about building a system uh, and something when it works, right? <laughs> and that's that's yes. kind of there's there's the struggle that that can happen. Yeah. Uh, well, a while back I took, I took our old our all of our old Mac tech and I and I kind of did the the best 
upgrades I could do to them, you know, substall the state drives hey. and uh, hmm. and removed like some mm-hmm. drives and put in the there's special bays that people have made aftermarket stuff that you can, you know, where you can put in different drives and nice. And so, um, and so that was that was great with our old Apple technology, and that increased performance. The problem mm-hmm. is is that they're not a software upgradable anymore, so you're still limited on what you can use them for. Um, so I've yeah, got one's kind of that's kind media of the brick wall on Apple. <laughs> yeah, you just oh sweet, I got all these done. Update no. Yeah, update no. no. <laughs> Why? Because your model number is this. Yeah. We've decided <laughs> you don't get to update. Yeah, but. Is that because it wouldn't work? Mm, no, nope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I try? No. no. <laughs> and it's it's because there's a chance it wouldn't work, and then you might ruin user experience. And then why would yeah. we don't want you to do that? And we know what you really want. That's right. A brand new system <laughs> for three grand. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yep. Um, it does. Yeah, I, I've been. Um, working on another project here for the church, a little electronics project mm-hmm. and um, learning a few things the hard way on that project, but it's working <laughs> now. Woo-hoo. And then, uh, you know, all this should be, here's an update, by the way, if you mm. listen to our last podcast, we had an exciting ending where I had just, oh, yeah. re- just received a dramatic oh, text. Right. And we had to take a whole week off. That in- <laughs> so I could recover from the that's, trauma. That's true. I had gotten a text from my daughter that included the words fire, smoke, and heater. And, uh, yeah, it turns out in, indeed that, uh, we, we had a proper fire that, that, uh, began shooting out the side of our water heater and, uh, a big commendation to the bravery of my wife. She calmly took control of the situation, actually knew where our fire extinguisher was, which is a big plus and, uh, and extinguished it, uh, summarily and, and thoroughly. And, uh, Two of my children were assisting in that process um, by standing by and providing help and staying out of the way and not panicking. And the other two ran to the backyard and held each other and wept. Uh, <laughs> but they also were staying out of the way and not bringing drama into the situation. They weren't running around <laughs> screaming. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And I, I thought that was actually pretty, pretty fantastic. Fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, by the time I, I got home, the fire was out. Um, I was able just to get the... The breaker yeah. uh, turned off, electrical disconnected, but that that uh, water heater is officially toast. Um, but mm. we did get a new water heater, and I learned how to plumb it in and um, and wire it in. Uh, and I had discovered that uh, yeah, the new tank was just short enough that the old wiring was four inches <laughs> too short. <laughs> no. So that was a fun problem to solve. No. You didn't but, just put it up on a couple cinder blocks or something? Sh- and- no, I did not. Oh. I should have. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, I don't. I, I think I did did it the right way. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, you got hot water, right? Yeah, great. Metal junction box, and I got one of those like uh, extension whips with the waterproof casing that you're supposed to attach to those appliances. Oh, and, nice! And That's got great. it all wired up. So we're, we're back in business. Um, but that that was exciting. But it was just it was a number of different hands-on projects that were happening, and there's there's something to that, you know. I I do think. Um, there's a blessing in, in living in a world where almost everything is easily acquired. That's prepackaged, done, ready to go. You just mm-hmm. do it. But there is something satisfying about looking around at things that you've had to acquire a skill and then use that skill to accomplish. And that's something I think our generation doesn't, doesn't appreciate as much anymore. And if mm-hmm. you go to the homes of, 
of uh, people from previous generations and you just see, you know, oh, that's the bed that my great grandfather made. And that's the chest of drawers that, mm. uh, you know, is from this, this relative. And, you know, here's the room I added on to the house and here's a walking stick that I carved out of, you know, some branch I got from some, you know, special place. And, and there's, there's just a, there's, there's an investment of people that's, that surrounds you as opposed to, oh, that was on sale at Ikea, you know, <laughs> Which is just different, mm-hmm. right? It's not not so bad. I have like some Ikea furniture in my house. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, whether it's a computer or um, or installing a water heater or, or building a piece of furniture, there is something to be said for mm-hmm. the sometimes more expensive, certainly more inconvenient process of just doing something yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, True. I don't know if, uh, if Ben Daly can even appreciate that. He's so young. Yes. Yeah. Hey. I put my own backyard in. <laughs> I put my own sprinkler yeah. system in. Oh, there we go. I put my own That's fence right. in. Stand up. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> why, you, why haven't you finished your basement yet? <laughs> because that was a little more tricky. Uh, <laughs> that, just that is for sure. I tricky. Feel and the frustrating thing about adoption is it's stinking expensive. Yes. And I would yes. like to know where all that money goes because yeah. I don't think it's going to the social workers. <laughs> if you uh, just go to your restroom. Throw some money in the toilet. <laughs> but the, no. the backyard and the fence, all those, all those products are cheap. Finishing yeah. a basement's not cheap. <laughs> no. Yeah. And here's a here's a something to consider mm-hmm. if you're refinishing your basement. Uh, we refinished ours, and I was like, I want to make these couple rooms that we built down there on one side. Um, well, I'll make them look at a proper finished room. Mm-hmm. So there had been some foam drop ceiling that they mm-hmm. had had in there and then on just the, then just bare concrete around. But we, you know, I actually put in a sheetrock and did that whole mm-hmm. deal. It was a huge pain, but it was like, okay, wow, I got nice sheetrocked rooms. And then it's like, Hmm, do you ever want to run electrical in your house ever again? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh, maybe I... Now it's like I half want to rip the sheetrock back off and put drop ceilings <laughs> yeah. back in. So oh, we man. we did yeah. not do that when we finished our basement. We unfortunately opted not to, and it was probably it was a time thing, right? We were had trying to get in by the end of the month, and we had limited time and needed to get moved in. It was in the middle of like the it was in the middle of the you're not allowed to have a friend come over and help you part of the pandemic, right? Like it was <laughs> the March of you know it was the right. in the middle of the 14 days to flatten the curve was our literal <laughs> move in time, right? And so we didn't have. I mean, we may maybe still had a person or two come and help us. Whose names will remain anonymous, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we uh, we uh, anyway we didn't finish it. But um, you know, there's silver lining there in the sense so we did put insulation up and we did put um, in in the in the ceiling and we yeah. put uh, we put that kind of staple on um, also that kind of bubble insulation that you can put on up top. So oh, it's okay. got a nice yeah yeah, yeah. Nice, so, solid finish. Is it that right? stuff that you like would like put silver. up in your attic too? On top of the blown-in insulation. Yeah, you can do yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's stuff you put or in a garage or something. Yeah, yeah. It kind of gives it a bit of a finished look, but it's and not. it's shiny. And it's shiny. Or you can do. <laughs> we got some that was white. I got some oh, that was white because wow. the girls wanted okay. white. So we did white. <laughs> um, you know, now they're not in that room anymore. But when the bathroom from upstairs started leaking, it was sure a lot less mess than if we'd have had yeah. a drywall. Than, and we discovered it much sooner because we started to see a little bit of a sag. Mm-hmm. Before mm. we probably would have seen the uh, 
the actual water coming through the drywall right. and the paint. Okay. So there you go. I'm glad that, uh, so a, that that was the case. Another reason I made the wrong choice. Well, you know. So <laughs> we are still. I'm still looking for a more. Yeah, something a little bit more fiso, a little more permanent. Oh, fiso, fiso, fixed. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. So something to consider, Mister Daly, when yeah. you get when you get around to. But their uh, their but their roof's done already. The ceiling's done, isn't it? The ceiling's done already. Okay. Okay. The ceiling's so done. it's the side walls. So he's stuck. Yeah, okay. I'm stuck there. The only electric he can do is on the walls. Okay. Yeah, the walls. But I'd like to. Maybe we'll see. I'll I'll try to cut a hole. I would like to put another light in that bedroom. Right now, there's only one, and I'd mm. like to put another one in the ceiling. Uh, there you go. Well, so we'll see. You should do RGB lighting. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It'll make your room run faster. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> you change the colors. Mm. See, that is pretty cool. Yeah. If you can change the colors, you yeah. know, set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we get did that with our lamps in like our living room. You know how often we use anything other than, you know, than warm white? Never. Right. Like, you know, I can... Alexa, turn living room lights blue, but it doesn't do it. You know, I mean, we you know we do that so often. I just anyway. So. Someday, Someday, I want to rig up the lighting in our family room so that if there's something on the screen, it does kind of the ambient. Mm. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, most of the solutions right now are there's some major reason why it's either too expensive or not. Do you have the little? Not what I'm looking for. You have the LED behind the TV light. That's another thing they say is like actually almost like good, good, mm. almost. Yeah. Right. Good, quote unquote, good for you. But uh, your eyes. It reduces eye your, strain. Yeah. Yeah. When you're watching TV. Right. It creates a, a gradient fall off field of light instead of mm-hmm. high contrast, bright, dark. Um, oh. Yep. So, there you, go. you know, eventually. Okay. But the big, the big lighting project this year is going to be to try to finally get, and I'm even a little bit nervous to say this on the record because then I'm going to be held accountable. <laughs> But I've been saying I want to get uh, Christmas Drum lights yes. up on our house for years. Yeah, and uh, you know if I do it, I've got to I got to go all out. You know, there's a company doing what you're talking about. Actually, yes, I but found it them is now. Really expensive. There's oh two. yeah, there are two, and very expensive. Nope. But uh, <laughs> so I'm not doing that. But uh, yeah, you do your own version, my own version. So. Um, Part of the project we're doing for the church right now is also, I think, solved a couple of questions for for that mm, project. So good. I think we're gonna gonna move ahead. So that'll be fun. So if you if you see some very bright Christmas lights followed by a plume of flame shooting up from the middle of the valley, you'll know that I did not successfully <laughs> uh, do that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. No. <laughs> no. I, I can't. Yeah. It's anyway. low voltage, so that's that's a poof. good thing. Yeah, so just a little smoke, just a little poof. Yep, which is what, as we all know, what electronics run on. That's right, a little smoke. Yeah, little poofs. Yep, because if you let the smoke out, it doesn't work anymore. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Anywho, anything wow. else on your guys's minds? Because uh, yeah, looking at the time, we are starting to approach that time. We Ooh. are. Um, yeah. We had a long list of other things we were really wanting to talk about, but I don't know if we're going to have time this week. Yeah. Wasn't there like hair prejudice or something? <laughs> inequality of hair we'll and tree inequality. We've got a lot of that's inequality things we could do. We that's do. That's a little teaser yeah. for next time. That's right. That's true. Lots of harebrained ideas. Yes. <laughs> There's also, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Droughts. Droughts, yeah. Droughts are going on right now still. Music. Yep. So there's more fun things to come, hmm. but uh, yeah, I think that's probably not a bad, bad place to land the plane today, unless you had something else 
burning in your heart? I, I do not. All right. Mm, no. Yep. I mean, talking about crafting stuff and building stuff. That's fun. That's mm. good. And it's important. Yeah. Do but, want to ping back and just remind our, us all the, of, yeah. Pray for those tonight who are mm-hmm. really hurting and struggling and, and a good reminder places like the Ukraine where the West has lots of access. Um, we see that up close, but it's amazing how many parts of the world this has just generationally been the way life is, and we don't see much of that in the West. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say something, Mr. Daly? I was just saying, well, the West, we forget. We don't hold on to memories very well. <laughs> A lot of the other parts of the world remember mm-hmm. and pass on stories of things that have happened, and they hold on to things. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, good, bad, and different. I don't know, but the West out here, we, we really forget very easily. <laughs> which is a shame yeah it is all right well have you uh successfully found a pithy pithy word to leave us with i've not no i was hoping you had something can but, you uh, can you compose something extemporaneously extemporaneously yeah drop drop a little sick uh slant rhyme beat on us maybe <laughs> i don't know got nothing um oh, what's what's uh what's well, i was actually you... looking up those links Oh, there you go. For you, but uh, there for we go. Our they, will, they will be attached to our our podcast for you guys to check out. But uh, do you at least have like a like a, a favorite line from uh, mm. from a cool band? Oh, we could do. Let's see. What's that? You know, uh, you a sonnet off. of Shakespeare. Oh, um, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Something about though the darling buds of May, something or other. But I see I don't remember the rest, so now it's not uh, the, the rhyme portion of that sonnet is gone. Um, we can. Wow, I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Wow. Can, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? I can't remember the rest anyway. So <laughs> that's right. That's about all I have to say. Yes. Part of that was Shakespeare. Part of that was me. Uh, um. There you go. Go read Shakespeare. There's you your parting challenge. There's your parting <laughs> challenge. From the porch. The bar to be. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor landing. Poor landing. I started it well, but poor landing. I think we need a different person to end than begins, maybe. That'll be a, I know that's not our normal. So let's pass off to you, Chris, for the ending. Uh. <laughs> Fine then. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today and we will be landing the plane here. We look forward to next week. Hopefully Nate can also be back with us and hear tales of what adventures he's been on. Uh, Be be in prayer uh, for the world, for those who are suffering in it, but also be on the watch. Uh, God is causing all things to work together for his good pleasure and that will continue until his son brings history to its culmination in the establishment of the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. And so I think we can all end with that. Hallelujah. And we'll see you next week. Mm.